You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and I'm here today with special guests from The Bunker, Justin Cudmore and Mike Servito, who are going to play back-to-back for the whole show and do a little interview in the middle. Uh, they're also playing on Saturday at The Bunker 15-year anniversary at Elsewhere, which we're all very excited about. We've already popped some bubbly here in the studio. Uh, they're playing with Gunnar Haslam as part of Hot Mix, also in their room, Wrecked, and Eric Cloutier back-to-back, Jane Fitz. And in the other room, we have R. Rose, Nino Stu Brazil, Patrick Russell, and Tennis, and myself. Uh, that's all going down tomorrow at Elsewhere in Brooklyn. If you need any more info on that, you can find it easily at thebunkerny.com. And now we're going to get right into the mix with Mike Servido and Justin Cudmore. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Thank you. 
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Justin Cudmore and Mike Servito. We're going to get back to the mix for the second hour of the show, but first we're going to ask some questions. Actually, I guess first I should put on my promoter hat one more time, probably not the last time the show, and mention that we're celebrating 15 years of The Bunker in Brooklyn this Saturday. We've got Justin and Mike playing with Gunnar Haslam as Hot Mix, Eric Cloutier back-to-back Jane Fitz, Wrecked, and in the other room we have R.O.'s, Nino Stu Brazil, Patrick Russell, and Tennis, and myself. Uh, more info on all that at thebunkerny.com. It's on Saturday at Elsewhere in Brooklyn. So, that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realize, I don't think I've ever even asked either of you this in person, but since we're reminiscing about 15 years of the bunker i'm curious when you first heard of the bunker or what your introduction to the bunker was mike i mean you're well, mike first me. mike's, mike's, <laughs> mike's have, definitely comes first. first chronologically yeah <laughs> damn um i mean my first introduction to the bunker was via Derek plesleko he had talked about you and talked about the party and um how how it correlated to like what we were already doing in Detroit and you know, how there were similarities and how we uh, how this Brian Kasnick guy had you know a similar sensibility to what we were doing and the sounds we liked and the music we liked and that he was doing this party and he was excited about it and that I would have to come out this was when Derek just moved I think to New York. Yeah, like I think mid two thousand. Yeah, I think he already two thousand four or five. The bunker yeah. started in two thousand three, and I think he moved to New York like two thousand four. I think he already knew you, but I, I didn't, didn't really know him until he moved to New York. And he, yeah, he freaked out when he came to Subtonic. He was like, "This is exactly like the parties we're doing in Detroit." How did yeah. you know? And I was like, I, "I've I've been to like the festival and some Richie Hotton parties in Detroit. I know, <laughs> and neither one of those things is anything like this party. So I I don't know how we landed yeah. on the same." Well, Please. you know, I think Derek is really special because, you know, he's he's tapped in and he knows what he likes and he knows a specific sound. And when he can connect and relate, um, just, I mean, on an instance, he can go to a party and know that that's his, that's his place. That's his space. Um, I, I, I mean, he's always been so tapped into that. And um, mm-hmm. so he was excited right out the gate. I remember sitting on my parents' Uh, front porch talking on the phone and he was like super excited about the bunker and this party in new york and um and then you know i think maybe within a year i had came to play for you i don't remember yeah i'm not sure i remember the first i i mean i remember the first time i'd ever heard of you was when you played magda's party at open air when i was helping her with that right which was like 2002 yeah, yeah, or maybe even earlier. No, it was it was definitely 2002 because it was post. Oh, it was. Yeah, my first time was like post 9/11. Post 9/11. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember I was at working at Open Air when 9/11 happened and it destroyed the business. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, t- to think about that era and that time frame and that, um, you know, that that decade in New York, you know, where. Much different laws were in effect, and um, the way parties happened, and the way parties, the way events were thrown, um, they just—it's such a different thing now. I mean, it was really there really was nothing um, super special or super big at the time. I feel it was kind of 
Yeah, I mean, we were doing we were doing Magda's party at open air, which was allowed. Everything we were we were barely allowed to turn on the subwoofer because the neighbors would complain. I mean, it was really loud. It was just a little bar, and everything was on a smaller scale. You know, Um, granted, there were a lot of clubs, but everything was kind of in a small bar or in a smaller space compared to you know forward twenty years later. And here we have this this booming scene in Brooklyn. Um, with a lot of you know friends and family um, doing incredible, incredible events and new spaces. Yeah, that I mean, I think the bunker paved the way for that too. Um, I mean, I think anybody would be ki- uh, kidding themselves to say that it did not set a blueprint in Brooklyn. So um, you know, we have to give you a lot of thanks for that because when I came to New York, I mean, it was very, it was very small. I mean, there was not a lot of events going on for no. techno, for DJ culture, like what we like anyways. Nobody would move to New York to, like, kids move to New York now, I feel like, because they want to be a DJ and they want to party. But yeah, and party. And back then it was, you would just not even, you're like, okay, I'm moving to New York. I don't know if I'm ever going to DJ again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, nothing. that's, I mean, honestly, that was my first, I didn't move to New York to become a DJ. I moved to New York to have you know a different perspective and have uh, some growth in my life like i really had no idea i would end up like this so it's very shocking to me still okay thanks to you <laughs> okay cudmore this should be hey. funny where where were you in 2003 <laughs> uh, sh- uh, she was in high school i was in high school uh-huh. <laughs> 10th grade. <laughs> 10th grade, playing the jazz band somewhere, yeah. And uh, what was your introduction to the bunker? Um, I think I had moved to Chicago. Um, I was working for Little White Earbuds, and you would send, you would run ads on yeah, Little White right. Earbuds. That was the, my first introduction to what the bunker was. Um, yeah, I was thinking what my first party was, but then I remembered we had connected before that when I was still in Chicago. Right. Yeah, you had run ads on Little White Earbuds. Yeah, um, my, my first and only ad buy ever. First and only? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Steve was like, yo, we're selling ads on Little White Earbuds for 25 bucks. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, I like Little White Earbuds. I'll give you 25 bucks. Sure, man. <laughs> I think I sent you a report. It got, it got like two clicks or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> one of them was me testing it out. Right, And probably. one of them was you testing it out. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> two clicks. <laughs> You're worth two clicks. Um, I think my first bunker party was, um, so I moved here five years ago. I never went to public assembly. I missed that, that whole era. So my first bunker was actually at Output. Oh, wow. Which was um, an interesting era. Like, yeah. It was fun. Was... It was fun for me because it was all new and New York was new and Output was not rammed with thousands of people at the time. Yeah, we were in Output for the first two years. Yeah. I would say during that period, especially the beginning, it's still... It was. It worked. It was a different crowd. Yeah. Then it was still like our our yeah. people. I remember seeing Jason Kending play for the first time. I remember seeing all the cast and characters in the bunker play there for the first time. Prosumer, um, seeing Mike play there for the first time. Um, output was kind of my introduction to the bunker. I like. I mean, I you know in retrospect. And me and Mike talk about it. We did like that era. I think that era was important, and I think it was exciting to, and, and also just because it was new for us. But also strange because we we had grown so accustomed to public assembly and um, the kind of seediness it felt like, you know, yeah. there was the, you know with the dark alley in the background and like I don't know, it was just it always just felt proper and like 
you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but like it felt very Detroit to me and it felt like home. There was home. Public assembly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was a long era for us too. But that was 2007 I, to I think 2013. So yeah. people got very attached to that space. Ironically, people, when we were in that space, I felt like people were just always complaining to me <laughs> that we needed a better venue and but, this place sucks. In the and then as soon yeah. as we left, everybody you was went like, to the fancy that club. was the best. That was the best. Why did we stop going? Why? Why? Right. Well, they well, closed. This is what you for starters, oh, well, that too. They closed. That was. I mean, that's, that was the main reason. They closed, and Sean at Output was like, uh, "I was like, I don't know. I have four parties booked. I don't know what to do." And he was just like, "We'll take them. Yeah, all four." And it's like, okay. That, I think there were solves a moments. lot of problems for me. Mm -hmm. I think there were a lot of strong moments at Output for us, and I, I do feel like you know it was a different crowd that came there, but there was still a base that existed for the bunker and strictly yeah. for the bunker. That didn't exist for any other night. And the two room the thing worked in output. Oh, yeah. Well, there. When you went to open on a night that wasn't a bunker night in that era, it was really different. different. It was different, so yeah. different. It felt to, like. Yeah. Crazy. There's a lot of magic moments that happened in the Panther Room, I think, at those parties. I enjoyed oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Black Madonna in the Panther Room. That yeah. Was... There's many. And look at her now. Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carlos moments in the Panther Room. Every Pride. We still do Pride at Output. That's our one. Our once a year. Yeah. Uh, output jam. Um, what else should we talk about? Well, what do we, maybe we should talk about what we're listening to right now. Um, would you want to talk about the? Yeah, comp? maybe I'll talk. Maybe I'll I'll do. So we're doing. We haven't announced this publicly at all yet. Um, but we're doing a 26 track, three hour compilation featuring basically all members, new and old, of the Bunker family from the agency, from the label. That's going to be announced officially in, I don't know, the next week or two. been spending the last couple of months of my life lining that all up. I'm very excited for it. And the track you're hearing in the background now is Cudmore's solo submission for the comp. What is this one called? Um, Real Shock. Real Shock. And after the interview, we're going to hear a track that Mike and Justin made together for the comp. And in the background at the beginning of this interview, you heard their remix of Gunnar Haslam, which was... The first thing you guys did together on the label. Yeah. For you, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah. You started the very first thing you did together was what? The remix for Honey Sound System? Honey Sound System. Yeah, that was the first thing we worked on together. And um I mean I'm, I suggested that maybe we should do a remix. We should do a re we should do a remix because it was a very kind of busy track and there was a lot going on and I wanted a dub version. I love a dub mix. The forever dub mix so we yeah. wanted to reduce some parts and that was the first time i actually sat down and kind of looked at looked at all the parts and like looked at how to piece it together i knew how i wanted to piece it together i think that's my strong point you know i'm very novice at what we do or what i mean my you know my input is but you have you know, the I mean, you have an ear and you know you what it should sound like and the vision and the yeah, vision so, and our direction is more the you know knows how to do the nuts and bolts of putting a track together. Yeah, but the Honey thing, I mean, it was really special because it was the first time I had really kind of um, had an idea and wanted to pursue it. And um, I just needed I needed some backup. And um, But arranging it, honestly, it felt like nothing. It, it all made sense to me to put it, to put it together the way we put it together. And we didn't, honestly, we just thought it would be for fun. We didn't think it was going to get any kind of um, attention or press. It was really just like a personal thing. Like, let's make this thing so we yeah. can play it because we, we play like it. it. And then it was on like every then, RA accelerator, blah, 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 blah. End of the year, best remix of the year. 
It got some likes. <laughs> it got some likes. <laughs> it got some likes. It got some plays. Yeah. It got some buys so, on Bport. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, also, that was the record did really time. well. I mean, you know, Honey, I, mean, I believe they too. sold out. And uh, I, I think they had gone back and forth about repressing, but... I don't know if that's going to happen. We've no. sold out of all. I mean, we sold so. out of the Cudmore solo EP pretty fast. We sold out of the GH remix that you guys... Yeah. That 12-inch went really fast. Right, that Cudmore real estate is, you know, it's money. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we sold out and made $50. Yeah, we made $50. <laughs> Killing it. Pass go. We might get some so more money. When, so when you did the the GH remix, was that when you came back into the studio together, was your approach any different with the time that had passed since you did something or I honestly I think we felt more confident maybe I don't see the thing is I don't really remember like she can't those remember sessions. anything but I mean I really don't remember like how we went about it I remember we broke <laughs> we, you liked the, the parts and the parts you liked we was there cornbread <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing to get to, to to get Mike in the studio. You do have to make food. Um, the honey thing came together over chili and cornbread. The GH thing, I th believe, everything is always over food. We made a soup or ordered pizza, but there's got to be some sort of food elements, drink elements, um, to not to get too bored, really. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, food is always, you know, stay energized. Start. Um, and, and then we have the the new thing coming on the comp, and that was the first time that we've actually worked on a, something fresh, like an original. Right, thing. right, yeah, that was the yeah. first non-remix. This is going to be the first non-remix, yeah. And uh, that came together really organically, honestly, because we didn't, I mean, we knew we wanted to work on stuff, but we didn't know... I didn't. I don't think we realized we were going to piece it together the way we did because there is some sampling involved, a lot of sampling involved in the track we made, and I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of like samples. So, Love samples. Um, but the that wasn't of house the music. yeah. That wasn't really the intention when we when we sat down and started uh, piecing it together. I just I happened to bring some records with me, and we were kind of just listening to stuff, and we're like, you know, I really like, I really love how this sounds i can't believe nothing sounds like this anymore yeah and just bits and pieces that we really liked and then i think mike brought, brought over records that kind of were inspiring him at the moment right and we kind of listened to those ate some food listened to more records there really was no intention to like sampled pieces and then just started stuff arranging arranging <laughs> arranging layering well it came filtering. together pretty fast if i remember because i know we had like we were on a time crunch. the two month two month deadline and yeah. then towards the end i was just getting texts like it's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> we i think we made it happen and i'm really really happy with it well yeah. I, cute yeah i mean we we you know it was crunch time and we just kind of went in and went for it we so needed that we felt like we like i was have something on the comp i was leaving town he was leaving town like a week later you know so we just knew we had to squeeze it in because I mean, yeah. there, there was no, you know, no way to do it after the yeah. fact. Well, I'm glad you guys got it done. It's a great track. We'll listen to it after the interview. Um, what else should we talk about? New Year's Eve gigs? New Year's Eve both had pretty good. Mike, pretty different, you? Pretty different, but pretty... Mike was globetrotting. Yeah. Justin stayed in town and played the Bunker. Bunker New Year's was didn't awesome. Get, didn't get on any airplanes, and Mike no, took love that. 17 airplanes 17 and played flights. four gigs. <laughs> Literally 17. <laughs> Everyone was on a crazy schedule, and I don't know how any of us powered through, but we did. And um, 
you know, but at the, I mean, honestly, I, if I had to choose, I would have been in New York with everybody. I, I was, yeah. I was a little jealous that I couldn't be here to party, but that's fine. Work is work is work, and you gotta, you know, you do what you gotta do, and. Um, you know, and with you, Brian, it's always last minute with like, oh, no, I'm not going to do a New Year's party. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's this well, party. Well, you know, I wasn't going to do <laughs> anything. Party. And then we were at, I think it was Tova's That's... birthday party. And mm-hmm. Patrick and Grant were like, what do yeah. you mean you're not going to do anything? I'm like, well, I don't have a space. What are we going to do? And I was <laughs> like, always... and I start thinking about it. I'm like, okay. I can make a couple phone calls. Dude, probably find it always, space. It's like that every year. It's kind <laughs> so of amazing. Assume, assume Brian will do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, be- start, I mean, just start nudging me around October if you haven't I'll, heard I'll anything. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. That there's actually no bunker party on New Year's Eve. New Year's well, last fun. year there wasn't because I played at Trezor. So I, but that was like the bunker New Year's was with Derek and Carlos right. at Trezor. That's and right. that's where you were this year. Yeah. With a lot Which of the, with a lot of the fam, right? Yeah. Derek and who else was there? Derek was there. IT, and, IT crowd. Um, BMG, Erica, um, and just a lot of friends and family. You know, I mean, Stingray was there, and Helena Hoff was there. Silent Servant, Delta Functioning. So it was a pretty stacked Tresor lineup, and it was pretty intense. It was good. You know, you know. I mean, I, Berlin is always. You know, there's so much going around, but. Um, Tresor held its own and it was it was incredible. Yeah, that was an amazing yeah. looking lineup. I, was... I mean, it's Tresor, right? So yeah. Can't go wrong there. Nope. Yeah. Um, and then maybe upcoming stuff we should mention. You guys specifically playing together. You're, I don't know exactly when it is, but you're playing a leather weekend in DC for Honcho. <laughs> Mike's going to wear leather. Oh, Mike's wearing yeah. all leather. Right. Head to toe. <laughs> Head to toe leather, right. Um, what's that? <laughs> that's next weekend. I haven't seen the look. Oh, yet. that's next weekend. Yeah, that's with Honcho. Next weekend in with Honcho in DC. U-Haul. U-Haul. Shout out U-Haul. Leather weekend. Leather. Hey. Or is it Manhall? It's y- or that on that weekend will be Manhall. Are we allowed to announce your other upcoming gig together in Europe, or is that still no? Oh no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave them hanging. TBA. (laughs) There might be something happening in Europe with these two playing at a very famous club. Maybe. Someday. Someday. Someday, You might hear about it. Yeah. Um, Anything else you guys would like to shout out before we get off the mic and listen to your... I just want to shout out to Gunner because he couldn't be here. Gunner Paslam. He's supposed to be here. Ironic, too, because he couldn't be here because he was supposed to be in the air yesterday. And our show from yesterday got postponed to today, mm-hmm. but his flight also got postponed Still to Saturday. Delayed. So we almost could have pulled off the hot mix, which was the original right. idea. But so that's why everyone needs to come out on Saturday yep. tomorrow. To know, uh, yeah. Oh my God, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna shut up now. <laughs> the name games. It's Saturday at Elsewhere Bunker 15 Year Anniversary, yeah. and we're gonna be doing. I don't know all the dates off the top of my head, but I know we're doing Boston. I'm doing Boston with Justin in March. We're doing one in LA with Derek and Erica and I. We have an LA thing sometime. Are yeah, you sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm always we're all, the last to know. Yeah, we're no, well, you're the first you know. to know and the first to forget. <laughs> the first, first to forget, forget. <laughs> is more like it. Yeah, fine, fine. Um, but every it seems like everybody in this room is going to be pretty busy this year, uh, which is good. And mm-hmm. yeah, come check everybody out at the bunker on Saturday at Elsewhere in Brooklyn. Um, 
more info on that at thebunkerny.com. And the compilation I was talking about earlier will be announced officially in the next week or two. We'll be making a lot of noise about it. Do you want to start with the, the new track? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Juice yeah. box. So we're going to, once we play an ID here and get out of the interview, we're going to start the second half of the show. Uh, where these guys are going to go back to back the whole time and we're going to start with their track juice box which is the collaborative servito and cudmore track from the upcoming 15 years of the bunker compilation so stay tuned for that and it looks like we still have 50 more hours of music these guys are going to get back into the mix you're listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio you're listening to red bull radio
higher purpose here, right? What is it with you? Well, I know we've been playing games, but we're supposed to be on the same side. We really need your help. I really need your help. Okay. Let's go shopping.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Rebel Radio. We've been in the mix with Mike Servideo and Justin Cudmore. Um, one more time to announce our really big party happening tomorrow night in Brooklyn on Saturday. In the hall, we have our Rose, Ninos do Brazil, and Tennis, Patrick Russell, and myself. And in Zone 1, we have Jane Fitz, back-to-back Eric Cloutier, Hot Mix, which is Mike and Justin with Gunnar Haslam and Wrecked, which is Ryan Smith and Run Like Hell. More info on that at thebunkerny.com. Uh, we're going to be doing 15-year anniversary celebrations around America and around the world throughout 2018 and announcing a giant compilation any day now. So stay tuned for all that info. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.